We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, you smell that? The sweet, sweet smell of giving a damn. Brandon Sprague, Danny Morang, here on the Jack Ramsey's post-game show. Blazers win. Wasn't sure we were going to see that tonight. Blazers win 118-113, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, much more of the uh, Stotts era Blazers tonight. Uh, it looked awfully familiar. Cardiac kids uh, getting it going with, uh, well, Damian Lillard playing 40 minutes, CJ McCollum playing 40 minutes, and then a smattering of everybody else. Lo and behold, uh, it turned into a victory. I thought your dog farted. I didn't know you were starting the pod with a, oh, it smells amazing, doesn't it? I'm like, what is he talking about? Um, no, look, it, it was an interesting game at the start. I mean, didn't it kind of have a feel of, oh, my God, are they completely rolled over as a group? The first quarter – I had to fill in for Dave Deckard uh, for the first quarter tonight to do the recap. And he's like, hey, can you cover it for me? I'm like, sure, no problem. I, you know, I do that all the time. Yeah. And, uh, oh, there's the autoplay. God, I love the autoplay from the four, from the four-letter network, you monsters. Oh, they, it always comes on five minutes later. You <laughs> <laughs> jerks. Um, but I filled in, and I got through it. I was just like, I wanted to be a bigger smartass in the write-up than I was. And... I, I, I just like, I don't care. Like, but the bench unit saved it for me. Mm-hmm. It's enough. I was like, ah, well, we're, we're back on this whole, this whole thing. But Is it, it, the what, vibes, the vibes transferred, the vibes do, transferred. Do you think it was the most, it had to have been the most complete team game they had, right? They played three and a quarter quarters. I mean, I meant, yeah, 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 but I meant more like of just people who contributed. You start. There's different storylines. There's different yeah. storylines throughout the night. Yep. Um, I don't really want to talk about Nurk because he was the only one who was kind of a downer. But um, well, he, didn't, he didn't play at the end when it mattered the most. So uh, he did not play the, him. Neither him nor Covington played the entire fourth quarter. And Chauncey has already said in the post game that uh, it was about matchups. And I'm like, Covington's six foot eight, six foot nine. Like that seems like a pretty. Cove gave you what he needed to what you needed. Cove gave you a good game tonight. Um, you know, Nurk not so much, but you know, to me it was Nas playing at the end, CJ making huge plays. Larry Nance Jr. probably won this game for them. Probably. Dame looked pretty close to Dame. Um I'm gonna push back on that here in a little bit, but I, I think that the general Dame vibe mattered more than 
particularly how he scored. Well, I mean, yeah, like it, he obviously wasn't going to go. He wasn't going for 45 and doing step back 30 foot threes, but he just looked a lot more comfortable out there. Yeah. Now, playing 40 minutes is a little problematic, but um, all in all, I, I thought you got a lot of contributions from a lot of guys tonight. Yeah, overall, it was a, a massive, massive game for this team. Um and like you said, it was a little terrifying to start the first six minutes of that game. They, I believe Zeller checked in with 5.45 left to go in the first quarter. Uh, Nurk went out there and tried to kind of fake it till he made it kind of a deal. Uh, got that post-up opportunity and threw it off the backboard so hard I thought he, like, tripped and fell. It was like... He, he just... Uh, he wants not, it so let's, bad. He let's wants, not, let's no, not talk about him. But, but it, it leads into the other stuff. He wanted it so bad. I think the starting lineup kind of all was in the same position where they all wanted it so bad, but instead of like doing things to make it happen, they figured if they could just kind of fake their way through it, something would happen. And it was the complete opposite because they did it on the offensive end. They didn't go after it on the defensive end. And then it was like, row, row. Yeah. but, but credit to Chauncey call the timeout. <whistles> Nurks out. Zeller's in. Uh, so I think Nas came in at that sub too. Um, but the vibes went, they went right back up. Anthony Simons had already checked out into the game. You had that Zeller play where it was the offensive rebound where Big Handsome put his put his face on the line yet again, diving into the front row, saves it. It works its way over to Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. little drop-off passes. Anthony Simons sinks to the corner. Boom, splash, three. And all of a sudden it was like, ah. And the collective, you could feel the collective energy in the building kind of like, Oh God! Finally, somebody gives a damn, and it it built from there. Yeah. He, so he, the sub pattern was Zeller came in at the five oh nine mark, or the five minute mark. Yeah. Um, a, five minutes and some change, and then it was Ant, Larry, and then Nas. So and in all the, right it, after each other. Oh, bang, 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 bang! It was well, those three came in at the same time. It's so, yeah. So Ant came in for CJ, yeah. Nance in for Norman, and Nas in for for Cub. But um, I mean that that continues to kind of be the story for this team. You know, the, the CJ and, and Dame gave you some uh, some real contribution tonight, but the, the story continues to be for this team, especially on nights where they look good. It's it's driven by the bench. It's the energy that you're getting from those guys off of the bench. Yep. It's it's Larry and what he brings. It's Ant and his kind of his quiet confidence and his kind of resilient attitude. And it's Nas knowing what he needs to do to impact the game. Uh, and then even Cody, you know, Cody's had a couple quiet games this year where we don't really talk about him. He doesn't really do all that much. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought, and this is going to sound a little ridiculous because they, they played such a good game, but I thought Cody kind of set the tone when he did that dive into the 100%. crowd, saved that, that, that ball. I thought that was a huge play uh, in the grand scheme of things. And in the moment it felt big. No, I, I don't disagree at all. I, I genuinely think that was the play that kind of flipped things around. Uh, as you kind of dive into that game, the good things that came out of the game really started to happen then. And that's when I was just like, oh, well, well, all right then. And it was <laughs> <laughs> because I, I genuinely was afraid. I was, because I saw some people say uh, it looked like uh, Ananobi just got rolling. Folks, Ananobi got rolling. Ananobi got rolling because they didn't give a damn defensively. It was, was one so drive, old. one pass, one relocation. It was two passes. That was it. Two passes was unlocking this defense in that first six minutes of this game. And Ananobi was the beneficiary. And OG is shooting 42% three. Like, not the guy to leave. No, 
No. I'm oh, sorry. Not, it was Pascal shooting 42. Oh, Ananobi came yeah, in oh, shooting 34. 34. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, I, but he's, his pr- shot profile projects him as like a 38 to 40% three-point shooter. So I, I was going to yeah. say, like, even if it was 33, 34, it doesn't give a damn. Is that wide he's open? He's not the one. Shoot. Yeah. He's yeah. been he's been figuring it out. And I I was like, oh, you got to be shitting me. Like that was my 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 feeling. That was kind of my thought too. I was like, we're really gonna do this. We're gonna leave guys wide open all night again. <laughs> like really. And you wanted it so bad, but bench unit comes in. Um, like you said, you you have the Zeller play, which, mwah, fantastic. Um, I'm not gonna get mad. I'm gonna channel my Zen for Ant only playing 16 minutes tonight because Dame and CJ were on their first real like heaters of the year. Yeah, I was going to say, tonight kind of felt like a night, though, and it's probably not going to be the norm, but uh, tonight kind of felt about right, I think, with minutes, just the way those two were playing. And, and you know, Ant was, was okay. He wasn't they both awful. Needed it. He wasn't great. They, they both – here's the thing. They both needed it, and I, it's not to say that Ant doesn't need it, but Damon and CJ have struggled mm-hmm. for, for long stretches, and those are your guys. So you're trying – as much as getting the vibes right matters – getting your guys back on track so they can make some plays to maybe jumpstart the vibes is probably even more crucial. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So with that in mind, um, I, I hope you really appreciate my, my title for the headline tonight. Oh, no. Scotty doesn't know 
Ah, I do like that. About yeah, Damian Lillard. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Blazers again, 118. Raptors, 113. Everybody, you're just coming in now. Welcome to the Jack Ramsey's Post Game Show. I'm Danny Brings. It's Brandon Sprague. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show here on YouTube. Uh, we are getting ever so close to our goal of 2,000 by Thanksgiving. So if you're like, just a little bloop, it's free. Click the subscribe button. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll keep talking Blazers here, particularly a one Dam- Damian Lamont Ollie Lillard Sr. So... I want to throw this out there first. How many times do you think Damian Lillard got hit tonight? Oh, man. Uh, that he didn't get fouls? No, no, no. Just um, how many times do you think he got hit tonight? Because there's a number tonight that is pretty ridiculous. Got hit. So did, you tr- did you track this? I, I have I have almost a dozen where I was like, that could have been called a foul. Okay, I was, was, was going to say somewhere – I was going to say somewhere in the range of, of 13 to 15, yeah. maybe. It I, felt like a lot of possessions he got hit. He uh, he he got one free throw tonight. I was going to say, how many free throws, Danny? One. And it was a technical. Yeah, it was. But Dame did not deter despair. And as much as Cody Zeller's um, moment kind of ignited things, Dame kept it going. And Dame kept it going by putting the onus on everybody else as far as the officials to go, okay, okay, that's cool. Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to drive, and I'm going to drive, and I'm going to drive, and I'm going to drive, and if you're not going to call this because they're beating the hell out of me, guess what we're going to do on the other end? We're going to beat the hell out of them. Yep. And I think that was a weird – it was a weird different way because Portland isn't great about being physical. On the point of attack, at the well, Nurk's pretty good about being physical around the rim for the most part. But they just aren't a physical team. But I think they saw, like, oh, Dame's getting murdered. Can we get away with murder? Mm-hmm. And I think that fed into it. Because I saw OG, I saw FEV, I, I saw Siakam. I saw guys getting smacked to hell tonight on both ends. And yeah. to be honest, I'd rather the game be called like, it, like that, uh, with the exception of Norman Powell getting his arm taken off on a dunk attempt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Were you surprised when Dame got the tech out of that timeout? Uh, we just come back from the commercial and there was a tech on yeah. Dame. Were you surprised that next possession? There's a makeup he, call. He drove and he he went in between the two defenders. I I thought it was clearly a foul that he got bodied. Mm-hmm. He ended up getting the layup, but they didn't they didn't call a foul. I was surprised by that because usually guys like that they talk to the ref after a tee. That usually is an indicator the ref is going to give them that next questionable moment. And Dame's testing those boundaries, and I like the fact that he got teed up. I like that he's politicking. I like that he's doing all of that. Uh, He finishes the night 24 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds, a very Damian Lillard line. However, however, Brandon Sprague, he had a nice slash, 10 of 21 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3. This is a very... Different Damian Lillard. Different isn't the right word because he came into the league as this guy where he tortured teams in the mid-range. That's where he really made his bones because remember his first two years in the league, really two and a half, three years in the league, he was a poor finisher at the rim because of his size. He hadn't gotten, you know, grown man yet uh, and hadn't hadn't figured out how to finish around the rim uh, in the NBA. So you had him getting a fair amount of threes, but he was just cooking teams from the mid-range. And tonight, cooking teams from the mid-range and getting to the rim – and I will say this, and I, 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 you know what? Let me go put it this way: Do you think this is the most burst you've seen from Damian Lillard this year? I thought tonight he showed the most. Yes. When I looked at him, there was two different plays where I was like, "Hey!" Like I, I audibly snapped back. He, he started a, a 
straight line drive, right to left split, excuse me, left to right split, and just shot out of a cannon from about 38 feet. And the Raptors defense, which is very long, very quick, and very reactionary, wasn't able to get there. He just whoop, and it was, oh, hey, there we go. He had that, and he had that step back long fade in the corner where he has to open up his core and really let a shot go, and it was just wet. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, now we're starting to see a little. I don't think it's just one day. Like I said, I think that Toradol is working its way in there real well. (laughs) Well, you know, the thing about his threes, we're not seeing quite the volume, but I I think that's the indicator of the injury that we've talked about for Mm -hmm. a long time now. But I I like that he's kind of limiting himself. He did have one moment where he did like a deep step back. I want to say it was on the right. Uh, kind of like the right wing area, and he he did the step back. He completely airballed it. The one he left and, like six feet short. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, ah, oh, that's the injury. Yeah, it, right that's there. exactly what I did. I was like, I think that was a. I'm feeling myself right about now. Yes. Let me let me check. Let me heat check this real quick. And he was like, it's not it's not quite. But overall, uh, Damian Lillard, I'm the captain still. That's that's what I came away with tonight. Uh, let's go for his backcourt running mate, Mr. Sprague. Uh, C.J. McQuillum, uh, much maligned recently uh my my headline for cj mccollum tonight uh mr sprague is go out there and totally redeem yourself because i love that you went through and made headlines for like every single player that played tonight listen i i had a, I had a nice little bit of fun tonight um <laughs> but, 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 but 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 how about can we talk about the block of the year I was gonna work my way there. Okay, all right. You, you want you, you know what? Screw it. Go ahead. Go go go. I could I couldn't believe it. Like that on that, that dude. That on that dude, <laughs> as high as he was. Look, CJ. We know he doesn't have quite that athleticism. That was so well timed by him. And and I was I was surprised he didn't react more to that moment. He was just so locked in. He got the block and he instantly kind of he dropped. He turned around. He saw what was happening. I thought we were going to get some fire from him, some celebration of some sort, um, but he didn't. But that that block was sensational, man. The timing it takes for a 6'3 dude to do that to Scotty Barnes, one of the best young athletes this league has, um, that cannot be overstated. Uh, I just tweeted this out because I, I wanted to make sure I, I got this thought out there. Uh, after that block, CJ McCollum is definitely getting drug tested. <laughs> <laughs> hundred percent. That is the highest he's ever jumped. He oh, easily. Ne- easily. And, and listen, the chase down block that he got against Denver was a g- great block. Mm-hmm. And I do I do appreciate CJ in the postgame saying, I got up a little bit late. He didn't see me coming. You know, like, yeah. ah. But that's the most he's ever, he's ever gotten up. I've never. This is a guy, he has rim checked multiple dunks in his career. <laughs> and not because he's hurt, but because he just doesn't have the bounce. Yeah, he's going to he, be the guy that you, when he retires, somebody goes, did he ever dunk in a game? And somebody's going, I saw it once. I saw him dunk. It was it was a hell of a play. And honestly, I thought his, his play, and again, I'm going to discard the first six minutes of the game because I thought everybody was trash in the first six minutes of this game. I, I, it was really bad. The story it, of the game is the bench. No matter what we talk about here, the story of the game is the bench. They the lit the fire, Toronto. but yes. for, for once, for once the starting unit came back in and was like, Oh, that for me, and they carried it. That that was the thing that mattered tonight. Is yeah, that but they... even yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I, no, I, no, I, I was go. trying to do that again. But no, interrupt me, damn it. I think they started the fire. I think you saw the starters kind of get the fire going. I I thought the fire was really 
fully built at the end when it was a mix of the starters and the bench. Yeah. And realistically, that has been the case all season when you've had a mixture of the bench and the starters out there. That that starting five, that last 24 games of last year, that crock of shit that Neil kept selling over and over and over again, mm-hmm. their net rating is good because they've had some periods where they've gone nuclear, but consistency has just not been there at all this year. It's just – it's. Ugh. It's yeah. fall, among the teams with the, that, or excuse me, among the lineups that have played the most minutes together, they're about as much of a push as you can get, and that's kind of a bummer. But those mixed units, by the by the time I need to take a look, Clinton Glass may update it. They may have crossed the threshold, but for those mixed units, they were both approaching a, like a hundred possessions apiece. Once those things cross that threshold, it's going to be very interesting to see where those mixed units fall because it's going to go. Yes, you're going up against non-starting units, but maybe it's kind of like a, a precursor to, hmm, maybe there's a little something here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a little something here, CJ McCollum, 11 of 18, 5 of 10 from 3, 29.6 assists, 3 rebounds. Outside of a couple CJ moments of pound, 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 he looked like he was much more simpatico with the rest of the team tonight. And I thought that was probably the, the most it's been together this season. Now, again, knocking down shots, especially threes, is the best potpourri in the NBA. It will cover up a lot of sins. The Blazers' defense tonight was not good, but I will tell you, they were game. And that is something that has not been there most of the year. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, do you want to go Nas? Do you want to go Nance? Uh, we can. I just wanted to throw in a note on CJ. Like, I, I don't think he was shot hunting tonight. It felt like all his shots were coming kind of within the flow yep. of what they were doing. And that's kind of always been my thing is when CJ, he had one, and I can't remember when it was. I'm blanking on that. But he came and he got the ball. He kind of came to the right off of, of a light screen, and he just was right on the wing, and he hit it right in rhythm. It was a perfectly mm-hmm. timed shot, perfectly in rhythm. And that's the CJ you like to see, not the ball. Not dominant. hunting a shot. Yes, and, and when he does that, they get in trouble. And I thought tonight he really just kind of played within the flow of what the game was. And 
you know, he was getting his looks. He had a decent amount of assists for, you know, who he is as a player. And uh, I just, I felt like he was playing within what they were doing and not so much playing kind of on his own. And sometimes he, he tends, well, not sometimes he tends to do that quite a bit. And that's when it really bites him. Whereas when he does what he did tonight, they can be a really good team. Offensively, they're going to be special. And this is this is kind of what we've talked about. And I think it's it's kind of funny that the Blazers look their best offensively for three and a half quarters when they're playing probably familiar basketball. And that's not to like say ch- like Chauncey's style or system is, is wrong. In fact, I probably lean more towards how like the effectiveness of like what Chauncey wants to accomplish. But those guys don't play this way, that way. That's just not what they do. They, they run very, very simple sets, and they get guys in spots that make sense. I think there's probably a, a, they were closer to maybe the idea of what Chauncey was to do, which is more guys initiating the offense and getting out into the sets a little bit sooner. So maybe that's the baby steps. But again, knocking down shots matters. And there's a really good point in here from Christopher Bridges, um, or I should say a good question. Uh, all of our wins have come from us bringing intensity. How do we get more consistent intensity? Well, I'm glad you asked Christopher Bridges because you know what you do? You play Larry Nance Jr. the human rally hat. That is yeah. what you do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> seven of seven tonight, 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, and it doesn't even come close to scratching the surface to what Larry Nance Jr. did tonight. Uh, what is your overall takeaway from uh, Mr. LNJ? If you started him, I wouldn't be upset, but this dude needs to be playing a substantial amount of minutes every single night. What game was it where he played, like, nine? What game was that? That was, was it the first game. It might have been the Phoenix game. Uh, no, it wasn't no, the Clipper Phoenix. game. It's the Clipper game. Yeah. It was the one they just lost. Yeah, it was yeah. the last one that they played. And we had talked about the post game, like, dude, I, he may not That's have been great, but come on, what are we doing here? And that was one of my first, like, what are you doing, Chauncey? Moments. And tonight we saw why he should play all those minutes. I mean, I, I know he's not going to start over Nurk. I understand that. But we can clearly see that Chauncey has a way and a feel that he'd rather have Larry out there playing a slight small ball five than running it with Yusuf Nurkic. And it, it pays off. It pays dividends for him, man. He, he was so pivotal for them. And not only on offense, I mean, to be perfect from the field is fantastic. To give you 15 points, uh, you couldn't ask for more than that from Larry Nance. What he brings on the defensive end with his intensity, his ability to kind of stay in front or around guys, his athleticism, it's just not something that play on Scotty. a whole lot. The play on Scotty to close the game was was huge. Where hey, he, 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 he drove him to the baseline. Scotty kind of went up, and he had nowhere to go, so he tried to make it look like he got a, his shot blocked or whatever, and he dropped down and was traveling. That was a fantastic play by him. Yeah, and he's – this is the thing we've talked about. Is he the best one-on-one isolation, you know, point-of-attack defender? No, but he's pretty damn good for his size. Yeah. And that's something that Portland just doesn't – number one, they don't have size, and they don't really have point-of-attack defenders. Like, it's it's Norm or maybe Nas sometimes. And Nas got some great closing minutes tonight. Offensively, he was just kind of like there. I think he hit a clutch three, and – Here's one thing. I tweeted it out. I was really, really happy to see Nasir Little knock down a clutch three at home because most of his production this season has come on the road, and it has been like, can this guy get a little bit of love? Like, Because he's he's a guy who I think feeds off the crowd and likes to energize. It's hard to do that at, at, on the road all the time, but for him to make make that play and get a little bounce because he, he does a little flex, a little shoulder shrug, and he just kind of gets into it. I was like, oh, okay, that's nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... The closing lineup, 
did not feature Yusuf Nurkic or Robert Covington the entire fourth quarter. Senor Sprague. Well, I think you got to ride. You got to ride momentum sometimes, though, right? And I know Cub and Nurk are both two guys that. Have... And, and Damon CJ played the entire fourth quarter together. Right. This is tough because I think those are two players that we obviously talked about in the pre. We've talked about them all year. Of mm. what's what's up with them? Cub had a really good night. I, I thought this was yep. you know my my leave it was Robert Covington to sit on the bench, and I couldn't have been more wrong. He was he was really good for them. Four or seven, three or five from three, eleven points, three rounds, two assists, three blocks. That's yes. the that's the one. As, yep. as much as I love seeing him knock down shots, he was locked in on his timing. Yes, he was. Uh, he still a couple plays of breakdown or cheating a little too much. One thing I didn't notice a ton of tonight was the endless. Um, situations of, oh, God, you know, here we go. Uh, guys are just falling apart. They're preloading over and over again, falling apart. It's like, come on, guys. Tonight they had a couple of instances. Otherwise, they cleaned that up. That was yeah. – when, when you were watching Cub tonight, did, were, there, were there any other instances where you were just like, get him off the floor? No. I, I, I kind of liked what he brought to them tonight. Looked an awful lot like Bob Covington from last year, right? It looked like the Covington that we mostly expected to start this year and we just haven't seen. I, I think the end lineup was more a byproduct of Chauncey was recognizing that that group was playing really well together. They had established that lead, and the fact they almost choked that away was terrifying, but he trusted them to kind of close that game out. It may have something to do with attitude or whatever between Cub and, and Chauncey, but I thought overall tonight was more about the feel of the group that you had on the floor more so than any, I don't know, narrative that's brewing behind the scenes. Nurkic, I just think he's going to play Nurkic anywhere from what he played in 18 minutes to 24 minutes most nights. Let's let's, Nur- let's let's hit on let's hit on that. Nurkic won't be happy with that, Danny. But you know what? I like that Chauncey doesn't give a damn, and he's willing to stick to his guns and play the guys who he feels comfortable playing. So both Nance and Little both played more than Cove and Nurk. So Cub finished with 23 minutes, Nurkic 18, Zeller 12. So that's Nance Jr. was basically playing center almost the entire time he was out yes, there. Yes, he was. Yep. Which good to see because uh, uh, Michael J. John here, the, uh, the most recent comment, ball movement at the end was nice. Yeah, Larry Nance Jr. greases your offense. That is what he does. He keeps the ball moving side to side. Poor man Draymond Green. He'll find some additional playmaking. He runs the floor. We got Draymond Light over here. I mean, that's kind of the player that he is. He, he's an undersized small ball center who can be good at the point of attack, who holds guys yeah. accountable, who doesn't take any crap, who his, his natural inclination is to make plays for others. Like you have to, you have to you kind of yell at Larry the same way you do it at Draymond. As far as like taking open layups, there was one tonight where he had an open look and it, at the rim, and he was like, "Let me go ahead and kick it out." And I was like, "Well, Larry, you're a really good finisher. Can can you dunk that for me, please?" Be, be a little aggressive. Uh, granted, he was seven of seven tonight, <laughs> so yeah. I'm being picky, but that's because I I really like Larry and I really like the fit. And I'm really happy to see those two guys uh, get out there and and Larry and Nas uh, as far as what they can bring for this team tonight. But let's dive into Nurk a little bit heavier. Five points, 14 rebounds. Because mm-hmm. uh, let's, be, let's, let's be clear, there, there are some limitations of running that small ball lineup, and we saw it because he's, Nas is athletic and a good rebounder, but he is not Pascal Siakam-sized. No. He is not OG Ananobi strong yet. He is not Scotty Barnes' athleticism yet. But he may never be. Those those well, three Scotty guys. Barnes is in a different. Yeah, those three guys, 
Like that's that's a lot to deal with, and that's not going to be there on most nights. But that is how they're going to have to play with. They're they're going to play with a little bit of fire when they go small, if, especially if they have Dame and CJ on the floor at the same time. That's just going to be the reality because they're both not great rebounders and they're not really that explosive. So it's going to be interesting to see how that part of it plays out. But what was your, I don't know, your thirty thousand foot view on on Nurk tonight? <sighs> It's tough because it, it was such an, a good night for the team. And you don't want to be like, I, I know, but I, I can't help but say it. Like, we had a better five that wasn't starting. I mean, I, I just, the 14 rebounds, they look good. But, like, let's be honest. Toronto didn't really have a center. They, they didn't have the size that Portland had uh, down low with Nurk. And so he took advantage of that in a lot of instances. And that's, you know, that's all well and good. But. Um, it's watching this team with what they are with Larry and how it looks with Larry versus what it looks like mostly with Nurk. It's, it's not even a, a comparison for me. And so I get, he's going to stay the starter. I understand all that. Um, but again, I, I, I'd like to see the minutes kind of stay with where he was at today, because I think there's, there's such a thing as we talked about too much Snell. I absolutely think there's too much Nurk. Yeah. I saw people tonight were like, well, maybe I'd, as, as, as nice as it was to see Tony Snell knock down some shots, maybe we need a real, like, Snell was just right. Like, a smattering of, like, four minutes here and four minutes there. That's eight to ten. That's a sweet yeah, spot. Yeah, I was going to say, Snell. maybe one less minute. He was yeah. 11. Maybe get him to ten or nine. Yeah. And eight, be good. eight to ten is a good yes. spot for Tony Snell. <laughs> knock down some three. Like, he's a lot bigger than I think other people really understand. Like, he's a big, big wing. But with that regard, he's not that mobile like he's more mobile than true bigs but he's not a real fluid guy he's a heavy footer he's not a you know i'm gonna go full football here doesn't have real natural hips like you don't yeah. see him flipping the hips and, and, and staying with guys that's not what he does right. but he does present more size and mobility than they would have otherwise and that's just a nice little tweak to show um i don't want to sit here and talk about nurk as far as like his impact or lack of impact you think he's gonna bitch about this game 100 yeah, percent I mean, I just that's 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 in itself is the biggest problem of all of it, right? It's and I, here's the thing though, as much as I hate it and we both hate it, you know why? You know why? Yeah, I do. If we were in that same spot, we would probably we would be frustrated too. As much as we all want to sit here and be holier than thou, just be there for the team. This is not college sports. This is not high school sports. This is real money, and I'm telling you right now, you want an exact, you want to, you want to draw an exact line. This is this is me going to bat for Nurk here. DeAndre Ayton took it on the chin last year for the Phoenix Suns, sucked it up, did all the little things. His stats suffered, and they screwed him. Yeah, they did. They didn't pay him. And Nurk is a little leery of that already because of what happened in Denver. You're our guy. You're our guy. You're our guy. Jokic is our guy. <laughs> So I, I do under, as much as it pisses me off and as much as it irritates me, I do fundamentally get where he's yeah. coming from. No, and this is the business aspect that I think, People I think do we not consider. Well, they don't consider, but I think we can acknowledge. And I always, I always think it's easier for us guys like us to sit here and say, well, if I was in that, I'll tell I you would, right now. I would, I would take it on the chin for, for less than, than $10 million. Sure. Well, but he, here's what I would say, though. Like, if you were advising Yusuf Nurkic, if Yusuf Nurkic was like, Donny, what do I do about this, man? You'd be like, Call me this, is, this is honestly what I would say. I would say, Yusuf, 
I know it sucks. You're not getting the minutes. You're not getting, you know, the touches you thought you would. He had a possession where Cub had the ball, and you could see him at the top. <laughs> for the ball, and Cub took it in, and Cub ended up kind of having a weird, like, leaner, and he made it. Oh, but I remember that possession because I was like, oh, Nurk's pissed about that. Nurk was pissed. He was like, give me the ball. And I yeah. was like, oh, man, he's clapping. But but what I would say is I get it. I understand it. There's money tied to this, so it's it's hard to understand. But teams would – he may not get the exact dollar that he wants, but, man, if you're looking like you're having a good time – You have more helping, people. You have more people willing to offer the money. That's the difference. I just – I think attitude is everything. And but, I think there's a lot of teams that appreciate culture. And right now the guy has bad culture rep in Denver, and he had a good one going for a while. And now the last, like, two years here He's in Portland, souring a little bit. It's here. soured. So yeah. do you want to have two stops of bad attitude guy? Like – you it, don't want that reputation. Here's my counter to that. Yes. It only takes one team, and there's a lot of stupid organizations. Tons in the of dumb teams. Right. <laughs> right. So if I'm advising Yusuf Nurkic, I tell him, listen, if you legitimately think that you're complaining, you're whining, your frustrations is going to get you more touches, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Because the Knicks will probably pay him. There's always somebody. Always a team. Listen, Son Whiteside got paid, and you know why he got paid? I know exactly why. Because he put up dumb counting stats. Yeah, he did. And you know what he was told to go do? Go get dumb counting stats. Because when you pres- as, as simple and ridiculous as this sounds, that will still get you paid. Because mm. it's something you can put down on paper and go, listen, look, I brought in this guy. He had 58 double-doubles last year. It sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. It's, I, just, it's, I, I, I I hate seeing it though from the Portland perspective. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, and that's 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 the juxtaposition that's just like that drives me nuts because I am a Nurk guy. I want Nurk to be good. It's what it's why I'm hard on him. Remember, for everybody who's gonna be like, well, you're not hard on Ant. Ant's on a rookie deal. I don't I don't crush guys on rookie deals. It's just once you get over that deal, then you're a grown ass man in the NBA, and then it's time to have a little talk. You know, like that kind of mm. situation. Nurk's a grown ass man. And he, he knows how this works. Mm-hmm. So it's a figured out situation. Um, Blazers get the win. Everybody's celebrating. It's a blast. It's the happy fun times. It was an enjoyable game. Would it you call was. It, would you call it, it the most enjoyable game of the season? Easily. It was really entertaining. You had an early kind of like, oh, God, here we go. And then you had a nice response. You had bench. You had big plays. You had sharing of the basketball. You had... You said it, not not great defense, but they showed up in spots mm-hmm. and they made those pivotal plays. See the CJ block uh, on Scotty Barnes, see the Larry Nance uh, containment on Scotty Barnes. Like they just had those moments. And so I think for that, plus Toronto coming back at the end, I, I highlighted this. So if you go to the five minute mark or actually you go to the seven minute mark, Portland is up 105 uh, to what was it? 92. It was a 13-point deficit. And right there, you're kind of thinking, man, they're going to be able to coast through this thing. It's like it's not completely over, but Portland's going to have an opportunity. Well, here comes Toronto. They go on a huge run, and there was a pass from Van Vliet to Scotty that was sick, mm-hmm. and Scotty couldn't handle it. Had he hit that, he would have got a dunk. It was it rough. Was, it was like, uh-oh. It was that 9-0 run. It would have been 105-103, and it absolutely would have sucked the life out of the building <laughs> in that factor. moment. Oh, yeah. Portland gets that turnover. They respond instantly to that. They get a bucket. The next play after that is 
the CJ McCollum block. And to me, like, I know Toronto made another run late there, but they just, they had that. They had that. They, they, they were there to make plays. Yes. They were there to make plays, and they, they had not been plays. there in the past. Yes. Uh, we haven't really talked about it at all. Uh, Eric Fendall says, how about that Gary Trent on a grown man deal? Gary Trent. Gary Trent looked good tonight. I think, uh, hey, uh, we talked about this pregame, right? Who was going to have the game? 8-16, uh, 2-6, uh, Gary Trent looks like he belongs, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that take that he had on Nas where he put the shoulder in Nas's chest and knocked That was Nas an down. and one. Yeah, and he he didn't get the call. He just no. screamed it three times down the floor. <laughs> that was – so there was two. There's there. I really love these little interpersonal things that happened tonight. Uh, with particularly with Gary, he had that one on Nas where Nas is a little bit or or Gary's a little bit older than Nas. Like, come on, you're not ready for me yet. But Gary got on CJ defensively, and CJ shook him and buried it in his face. And CJ kind of go, "Hey, Gary," yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like and I love that Gary's game for that stuff because I think I think Gary did did bring out the best in those guys tonight. Um, it w- it was nice to see them kind of get back on it. It's it just they needed that almost a little bit. They needed a little bit of villainy, and not that Gary's a villain, but I think that there was there was a little a level of competitive tonight tonight that hadn't been there all season. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was, that was I, th- I think a, co- a key component uh, in this game and just kind of how it all came together. But here's the all important question, Brandon: Are the Blazers back? No. <laughs> I actually think they're gonna lose Chicago on Wednesday. <laughs> I will say this: They, the over hit tonight comfortably. Oh, easily. I, what's Vegas doing? They keep doing these low numbers on I, Portland. Like, I what don't models? know. Like, I, I fully expect those numbers to go boop back up to the 230 range here real quick uh, because they're still not playing defense. No. Like, I'll, I'll say right now, I, I what, did, what did Chicago end up beating L.A.? It was uh, 121-103. I bet you the overrunner uh, ends up by Wednesday at 229 and a half. I would be surprised if it wasn't over 230. What if it's like 233? That sounds about right. Yeah. To be honest, 232, 233, yeah. Yeah, I think not only was the bench impressive tonight, but like you go look at Toronto's box score and you had four players play 40 or more minutes. Well, I mean, they were playing guys that aren't in the rotation. Malachi right. Flynn, Banton, yeah. uh, C. Mahalik. Like... But I think that's that's what I'm going with is your depth. Your ability to have the depth that you had tonight, mm-hmm. I thought won you that game. Not only with their play, but when you have that many guys play 40 minutes, I mean, there's a lot of fatigue that that factors in there at the at the end. And you can make some boneheaded plays, or you, you know, Scotty just misplayed a he just catching a pass and it went out of bounds. Like maybe the legs aren't quite there, sucking a little bit of wind. That is when having depth versus playing a team that's a little depleted. That's when it comes into play. And this is everybody's been asking for it. Everybody's been asking for the for for Danny Downer, Downer Danny, whatever which way, every way you want to put it. It's Downer Danny, yeah. Okay, Downer Danny. Let's go with that. The Blazers did all of those things tonight against a very very shorthanded Raptors team and barely squeaked. Barely won, yeah. What was their final shooting splits? Because it was bonkers when I was looking at it. So the Blazers shot fifty six forty four on was it forty four on thirty six attempts? That's 
that's playing with fire because don't get it twisted. The Raptors still shut 46-46. Yeah. Like, this is the first game I think the Blazers have won. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what the exact actual, actual breakout is for, for cleaning the glass. It's that Toronto was impactful in transition tonight, and the Blazers still won. And I, I think that's because of their incredibly good three-point shooting because when you looked at the beginning of this game, the Blazers had, uh, I think, eight turnovers in the first half. Mm-hmm. And it was like, ooh. You know what they ended with? Twelve. They tightened up. They stopped shooting themselves in the foot, and they did a ton. That is a lot of different things. So they took care of the ball. They shot the lights out. They were opportunistic defensively. They got some runouts. You got contributions up and down the lineup, and you won by five. <laughs> hey, a win is a win Again, is a win. And two things were accomplished tonight. One, importantly, is that a win. A win. That matters. But and I said this seriously, and I don't think people like really understood what I was trying to say, is they got a win, but they had some style points. Like, they have slogged through some wins. That Laker win, I almost would, like, it was so bad, it felt like a loss. They they shot under 40% across the board. It was just atrocious basketball. The, the Laker and Houston games are easily the least watchable games they've played this year. And it's not even close. And it was just like, yeah, it's a win, and you need some ugly wins in the season. But, they like, they were playing a brand of basketball that was just crap Mm -hmm. they played inspired basketball tonight that matters because the the product watchability was uh we we talked about it before we went on the pregame it was almost unwatchable it was not enjoyable basketball they played enjoyable basketball even if they don't hit their shots tonight i'll tell you this i will go as far as saying even if they lost this game this still would have been an enjoyable game because they played inspired basketball probably for the first time all season yeah well, I'll tell you right now, um, you better damn well bring some inspired basketball on Wednesday because you're you're taking on a ten and four Bulls team who just steamrolled <laughs> well, probably the both, five best teams in the league right now. It's just crazy steamrolled both both LA teams. DeRozan is on a hot streak right now. He's, He's hitting thirty eight tonight. He's hitting. He's threes. hitting threes. Um, you got obviously Lonzo has fit in so so well with them. Levine is a monster. I, I just you you better bring this effort on Wednesday, or this isn't going to be a five-point win. This is going to be like a 12-point loss. Yeah, so this is going to be one of those games where um, we I, I've talked about this before. I don't know if I've talked about it on the on the show. Um, DeMar DeRozan is CJ's father. There, there, There's nobody in the NBA who has dominated CJ more than DeMar DeRozan. How this matchup is going to go, if is Norm going to be on DDR, and they're going to put Dame or CJ on Levine? I think that's what you kind of have to do, right? That's a that's picking some poison, for sure. I think you would try, probably try to hide Dame on Lonzo if if you're if you're talking about how you're going to run it. Well, you have three tall guards. Just counter to their players. You know, you don't have small guards. <laughs> it's it's certainly going to be interesting. Uh, it does. Sound I'm excited. Like... The Bulls are back. Oh, they, 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 not only are they back, they're fun. They're fun to watch. And I'll say this: there's my hot hottest take. It. Oh my God! It's ten twenty six at night. Um, I, I think I, I value when the bulls are good more than I do the Knicks. Oh God. Yes. I think it's so much better for the league when the bulls are good versus like everybody just, the Knicks haven't been good. Good. Like 
matter good in, in 45 years. But like last year, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's the, the Knicks, the God. It's like, I, I don't that care. doesn't, I don't care, man. No. I think it's cool when the Bulls are good. Yeah. That was my childhood. It, that's right exactly there. it. Is you're talking about us as, you know, going into our late 30s, early 40s. That's what we knew. <laughs> And yeah. so that's what that's what I'm saying. Like the Knicks haven't been good in 45 years, like to the point of like being in contention, the you know, the Walt Frazier eras. And it's like, yeah, I don't care about the Knicks. Um, we'll get you out of here because it's getting stupid, stupid late. Um, it's going to be a fun game. I will say that it is looking like Vooch is going to be out still dealing with COVID. With COVID, Unfortunately, yeah. hopefully everything's just good there. Um, hey, are we going to have are we going to have another revenge game? Because DJ had 13 tonight. He's actually been good for them. I've had a couple of Bulls people reach out to me and go, you know Derek's actually been good here, right? And I was like, yeah, no, I've, I've been keeping tabs. He's done He's some not, things where yes. it's just like they're just impactful. Without Vooch, they're sticking him in as kind of a small ball five. And by doing some things, you mean not shooting the three ball. Yes. Yes, and, and rim running off a bunch of other guys who want to shoot. So uh, thank you all so, 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 so very much. It's so much more fun to talk about wins. It is. I'm not kidding. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe here. If you're watching here on YouTube, if you're watching the replay, thank you all. Please subscribe. We're trying to get to 2,000 by the time we reach Thanksgiving. Uh, we will have the pre- and post-game show on, what is it, Wednesday? Wednesday. 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 Uh, and then we will have the live show. We did it last week because of all the games. It was a game, yeah. Yeah. So we will have the live show on Thursday following that. Um, if you haven't already... Subscribe to the podcast. Jack Ramsey is available wherever you get podcasts. Available on social media at Danny Maring, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey's. Anytime you want to email us, you can hit us jackramsey's at gmail.com. For Brandon, I'm Danny. Thank you all so, so, so very much. Appreciate you. Take care. Talk soon. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.